after one of my fellow teachers lost his mind and went off on a group of students outside of their school in China, one of the students asked, why does he work here if he hates Chinese people so much? Hearing this story the next day, it made me think, I'm sure he who is in a relationship with a Chinese woman can't hate Chinese people. Then upon further reflection, I began to wonder about all of the other foreigners living in China and how they have similar tales on what really bothers them about Chinese people. I coupled that notion with the idea that most teachers last about two to three years in China before they must get out. I wondered, what would make someone who wanted to live in China want to leave in such a short amount of time? So I and my wife began to create our own independent lists. As we went through our days, we kept our phones handy so we could jot down whatever bothered us about being in China. Our lists are still growing, and we've decided to share them with you. You can't tell what? Yeah, okay. All right. Got anything? Anything that is uh, pressing on your list here? Things. Uh, well, I, think it's, I, I, find it, I find it interesting. That, that what? That people, uh, different people, as they start listening to our show and giving us feedback, that they're if they had to make a list, that their list is so much. The same yeah. as what we've already pointed out. So it's like we get the silent fist bumps. Right. <laughs> you get the silent nurse. fist bumps. I don't get much. No, no, no. It's just, it's just, there's just, you know, people just pounding their fists at the air. Yes, 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 yes. Listening yes. to our podcast, which is funny. Yeah. Um. Okay. 
Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want to talk? You got something uh, something interesting over there? I don't know if mine are all that interesting today. I don't know that mine are very interesting either. I, I'm, the next one on my list is uh, stop forcing your children to marry. Oh, God. Yeah. And below that is stop marrying for money. Okay. And stop forcing your children to have children. Okay. So that that sounds like a good grouping. Yeah. I think it was brought about by watching the the mother downstairs smacking the snot out of her infant because it was crying and the granny just stood by and allowed it to happen. Even though mom rarely sees the baby. What is the granny supposed to do? I don't know. Stop her? Wait, wait, wait. You don't know, but what you're saying is... I've seen the grandparents, when the parents start acting that way, I've watched the grandparents go over, pick up the child, and remove the child from the parents' care. The problem is, is they force these young people to marry by a certain age. They only have a year to be married, and then they're forced to have a child that they don't want, that they aren't prepared for. Just so that the grandparents have something to do because they were forced to retire young. (laughs) So who forces the grandparents to retire young? The government. Women have to retire at age 50 and men retire at age 55. That's not fair. I don't think, I think they've extended that now. I think that's now like in the It depends. It's if they're, only if they work for the government do they get to go longer. I think it's 60... Five maybe. I want to say that they. Here I'm gonna Google. You know Google's my bestie. That's a sad statement. On <laughs> but I, I, I think they did because I remember when we were in Benchi that they were talking about it, raising the <clears> age, <throat> and for people over thirty or something like that, they were under one system, and the people under thirty at the time. We're under the new system or something like that. Google says in China, men men currently. I like how can... you're using Google in China. That's a funny thing right there. But keep going. Yeah, well, we'll get over get to that later. Uh, in China, men currently can retire at age 60, while women who work in factories can retire as early as 50. I, I'd like to say that they're saying can. These people are forced. Female public sector workers can retire at 55. Changes to these rules would only be made after public consolation next year. That was in 2015. They aren't, it's not can, they are forced to retire. Oh, you're going to be 50, 55, 60, you're out. Okay, so what? So they have nothing to do. So what are you trying to say? I mean, you're trying to say that that's a bad system, or are you just trying to say that, like you just said, that they're they're just sitting at home bored? That's what, they're sitting at home bored. They have nothing to do. Sure. So they. so then then they want grandchildren. They want grandchildren because, you know, they have nothing to do. So child. they do have something to do. They They can sit down outside and play mahjong all day. And they still do that with the grand people. They play cards. They play mahjong. They sit and gossip. See it every single day. Me too. So, what's the problem? The problem is, 
is that they're forcing their children to marry when the children aren't capable of caring for themselves. So how are they going to be capable for caring for a spouse? And then they force them to have a child they don't want or children they don't want so that they have something to do. And then it only negatively affects the culture. How? Because these children aren't really taught much. Grandparents allow the children to do whatever the hell they want. The parents aren't really involved in the child's life. Except for to punish and admonish them. So, there's really not much teaching going on. Not positive teaching. There's a lot of resentment from the young people who are forced to marry early and then forced to have a child. They resent the child. They resent their parents. It's just an unhealthy situation. Okay. I mean, I guess... Is it unhealthy? Yeah, probably. Um, but it seems to serve the purpose as it's laid out in China. So, if the whole idea is that the society does not move away from some quite antiquated idea of what society should be because honestly that I don't know what I don't know which version of China they're trying to uphold right I don't think they um, know either to be fair well it seems like they're trying to do something Mao ish mm. but if but Mao also, but also saw Confucianism and yeah but I don't know if I don't even know if that's I think it's Confucian only in some aspects, but in others it's not really Confucian much at all. So it's like the picking and choosing and what the what the culture actually is with this connected world and with education the way it is, and then people having these children, and then you throw money on top of that. Oh, the and money then part you makes throw everything the worse. idea of getting the removing the people from the countryside and getting them into the cities. I mean, when, when you put all that together, it's like they're, they're literally creating, like right now, currently, they're, they're creating a new culture that they are still coming to terms with what those norms are. Right. That's what it seems like. Now, they have a cultural past prior to Mao, prior to the Cultural Revolution, and then on back that they hold up as being Chinese, but none of the people that are alive today would ever want to live in that. Right. Like, they don't really... They While they say, oh, yeah, that's traditional Chinese, that's not what I'd ever want to be a part of. Right. So, it's good just to say, yes, I like the clothes, or I like the music, or maybe I like some food thing that was from that time but everything else I, I don't I, I don't see a, a need to be a part of so then now since they're creating this new thing and they're trickling in the west 
through teachers and different companies hiring people or just um, sending the kids out. Well, I mean, just like as far as the, the culture is concerned, bringing in Western ideas very slowly and measured right. into the country. And then you have the the younger parents who their their parents did not live in this world. Right. And so then they're still holding on to some older version of China, which I think is probably the same for most people of a certain age. Mm -hmm. But this version is so... It's... It's it's like it's like the the in between uh, like they're Gen Xs or something. They're yeah. they're somewhere in between. They they haven't gotten to where they want to go to, but they can't. They're they're definitely not holding on to anything of value from their past, right? Because they don't really know what that is because of the Cultural Revolution. The, their parents may remember something of their grandparents and parents, but these kids that are that are teenagers now. Oh, they know like nothing about. Right. The, I mean, I, I would say that in a lot of ways, Westerners come to China knowing more about China than they do. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's not just because they're older; it's because we've taken more time to try to study the culture, and right. they don't. You know, access to information about an honest representation of their past is a, is an issue. Okay, so you've got these grandparents. Forcing these twenty-somethings. Well, their parents, not the grandparents. No, no, grandparents forcing twenty-somethings to then have children. Yeah. And then those children are now, in a lot of ways, they're in our schools. Right. They're in the schools. They're. they're and they have no self-control. They have they no have nothing. self sense of responsibility. They have absolutely nothing. And the parents. But entitlement. Are the, grandparents in this scenario they're the ones that are not passing on any of those values right now i guess you'd have to ask the question were these ever values in this culture probably not i don't know i have no idea i i have not gotten any evidence that says one way or the other no me either i will say that in the north it's a it's different as far as what the grandparents teach the grandchildren but <clears throat> from what I saw in Central, in Wuhan, they they didn't do much like they don't do much here. They just let the kids run around doing whatever the hell they want to do. If they make the grandparent angry, grandparent, you know, smacks the crap out of them or shakes them or hits them with a plastic fan or whatever. But there's no teaching, really. It's like you would do a dog. Well, yeah, but isn't that the thing that is part of the culture is to obey. To obey is to obey is to be Chinese. To be, yeah, I guess. To not think. To not think. To do. Right. That it says on my wall, one of my walls in my classroom, I keep saying that this is not true. What does It, it say? It's one of the sayings on the wall that says it is better it is better just to do I think it says it says it in Chinese and it says it in English and I keep pointing to it in my class saying guys this is not true 
you know, it's not better to do. Because that excludes thinking. Right. You know, questioning. Especially at school. I mean, this is something they put on the wall at school. Right. You know, and unfortunately, that's that's kind of what we see. I've got a bunch of things. I keep. I have them all over my wall, all over the walls in my classrooms. And I'm gonna make a sign that says "This is not true," and then stick it next to it with a big arrow. That's a good idea. Because it's not true, but they need to start thinking about the things that are being held up as good qualities and start questioning those things and asking each other and talking about them with their teachers you know why do we think this is right why yeah, do we the, think this you is know wrong? as well as i do those teachers cannot answer those questions that might be nor but will they can the ask teachers... their foreign teachers oh though. true i was gonna say nor can they ask a chinese teacher a question that's just that's, not allowed but that's you have to understand that among with the students that i teach um that's something that I've, I sort of Pound make, I, I, yeah, I try to make them understand that this is something that they need to not only be doing in class with their teachers, but they also need to be doing as practice for when they leave. Yeah. So I am, I am big on trying to get them to see, yeah, we should be asking questions and why is this the way it is and should it be this way and have that conversation and talk to people talk to their parents and talk to their classmates and talk to their teachers and you know because i mean in essence they're the ones that are going to shape their culture in the future so right you might as well start thinking about this stuff now i just i remember telling the students when we were in benshi that all we had all those one-on-ones and every one of them would complain about how the teachers taught and how they weren't allowed to ask questions and how you know they just had tons of complaints and all i kept saying to them was you're the future you have the right to make these changes if this isn't how you want the teachers to teach when you become a teacher don't do that but it's it's beyond their comprehension to even change because they're taught from birth not to ask questions not to make waves not to make changes to just float through life being told what to do by whomever by someone else by the boss whoever that whoever that happens to be right The other part of this <clears throat> was stop marrying for money. But see, that's now that's not Chinese. No, but I have seen way more inside of this country. I've seen way more than I have ever seen outside. I don't know about that because I have a feeling that in the West, people have been marrying women, women especially, especially before they had the ability to go out and get an education and get a job, they were essentially just marrying for money. Okay, Or that's at least fair. stability. That's fair. So why is it different here? I mean, when you think about it, this country is only, what, 40 years old? 50 years old? No, what's... T- I mean, today's National Day. Today's, you know, October 1st. You know, we're not talking about 
hundreds of years of of any one thing. We're only, I mean, this this version of China is fairly young. It's been since October 1949. No, no, no. That's the, no, that's when they it got... It became the People's Republic right, of China. Right, exactly. But we're, remember, we are living post-cultural revolution. And the time so from Mao's death till now, that you're talking the 1970s through today. And that's, that's the world we live in. We don't live in a world that is pre-Mao. Yeah, he died 1976. Right. And the Cultural Revolution ends with his death. I mean, shoot, they still got people essentially, like, uh, paying the price for what they did during the Cultural Revolution, and they're still doing it. They're still getting in trouble for it, essentially. So, you know, no. We're not living in a world where Mao is alive and, and... the world, you know, what's happening is happening with that. I don't even know who who would even remember that at this point. Seventy six. I bet prior I'll... to seventy six, forties through the the thirty years from the nineteen forties through the seventies. You're talking about people that these aren't even the grandparents that we're seeing today. These Maybe are not. the great grandparents of these. Yeah. people or or the previous generation i mean you're talking about yeah. people that These, are essentially dead is what my well, point the people downstairs like the old people around they may have been young children during may, that time during what the 70s yeah yeah maybe they may have been older children in right. the 70s they may have been in their 20s or 30s in the 70s which maybe means, 20s which means they would they would know well, time with Mao. Yes, they would. They would remember it. Those are, you know, but we've got. They, but the most of these parents. Oh, the parents! No, they know nothing. No, no, essentially, no. and then the uh, the kids have no concept. Absolutely. They just have all they have is iconography. They have no right. real yep. connection to any of those things. You know. Yeah, that's absolutely. I true. mean, I start talking about communal living. And they don't understand what I'm talking about. You know, they don't understand the idea of actually being in a community. Like when we talk about history, we talk about early communities and yeah. sharing resources and yep. not buying things from stores, but actually, you know, actually, from the actually, no, no, not buying. There Trading. was no buying. <clears throat> it's just you did a thing and they did a thing and, and you barter or whatever across to get what you need and everybody is getting what they need based on what the community has to offer and then going outside of that community to other communities to get the other things that you don't have that they might have well they don't even have a concept of that yeah they don't know they i mean they don't even think of the world in those terms which is funny because a pink you know pink money that has you know general mouse face on it it's funny that you say that because that concept of bartering and communities and that type of thing is starting to grow more and more amongst people like us who world school our children and travel around with our kids. They're starting now to, to have that more communal type thing. 
I see all the time, hey, we're, we've bought this property in this country and we're looking for, you know, four or five other families to join us or we bought a castle and we want to start this and, you know, anybody who wants to be a part of it is welcome. It's so the fact that these kids... school hippie commune. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's becoming Hippies reunite. It's becoming more and more and more and more popular among expats. That's funny. Expats are the new hippies. <laughs> it, when I saw the one about the castle, I was like, "Hey, that looks like fun," but I don't want to. No, I need Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I. The thing that's getting me is these children um, that you're referring to so they're the children they're teenagers now you know they're in the schools um, they might be in the juniors or, or early high school and juniors is middle school here they they have a such a, a deficit when it comes to what they know and what they think is okay like culturally socially they're just without the tools oh absolutely and it's, and like it's because they are it's because they aren't ever really parented like the grandparents keep these children until they're ready to go to school and then they're shipped off the kids don't even know basic stuff they don't know how to wash with their clothes. They don't know how to sweep a floor. They don't. They don't know how to care for their okay, own body. You're saying shipped off, but they don't. They're not going to be caring. They're not going to be doing any of those things in first grade, and that's when they start shipping them off. What? What do you mean they don't do any of those things? It, Most children in the world are not doing those things at first grade. Our children could clean up after themselves. Well, they can and... clean. They could wipe something off, but they weren't washing their own clothes. They weren't being responsible. That just comes later. That comes. Okay, but that comes it never in, comes here. Well, I'm just saying it never comes. I'm saying, my point is, the time that you're shipping kids off, we're talking about first grade. We're or, not shipping them off. We're not shipping them off. I say we. They are not shipping children off um, later on, like middle school, high school. These are kids that are getting shipped off um, depending. At five years old. Yeah, at five, six years old. Yeah. And someone is taking care of them. They are doing that. When you say taking care of them, they take care of everything. These children are allowed to. Yeah, they have to. They're five, six years old. No, that's just not true. We would never carry our five-year-old on our back while carrying all the groceries. No, no, no. no, But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about once they get to the school. Oh. Once they're housed in schools for... Anywhere from five to five and a half days per week, then someone else is doing all that work. Right, and they should be the children should be able to make their own bed, pick up their own clothes. They don't do this stuff. They aren't taught this stuff. A five year old can make their own bed. Okay, you're saying that they that five year olds five year old human beings have that ability? They do. But that's not really a relevant argument here in China. Oh no, because let's say, face it, you've got sixteen-year-old human beings that can't do those things exactly. for themselves. Exactly. Because they're never and they taught. Don't. 
No, they don't. They don't. Which goes to stop making these young people get married when they can't provide for themselves or care for themselves. Yeah, well, that's the other side of it is you got people that if if the cleaning people did not clean their offices and these are 20 somethings and 30 somethings, if the cleaning people didn't clean the offices, the offices would be terrible. Oh, yeah. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. So, you know, well, in Wuhan, other, we had to clean. <clears throat> we, we were in an office. I want to say there were 30 of us in the office and each person had a day that they were supposed to clean. And if it was a Chinese teacher's day, that room did not get cleaned. The only time it ever was cleaned was when it was a foreign teacher's day. I love how they would pitch a fit, though, if they, if the foreign teacher didn't do it. But when they didn't do it, they, there was no, there was, it was okay. It was okay that they didn't do the job. Right. We went, the foreign teachers decided that we weren't going to do it if they weren't going to do it. By the time they finally got off their asses to do it we had a pile of garbage and dirt and just gross in the corner that was shin high because these lazy people wouldn't clean up after themselves they'll eat sunflower seeds and throw the shells on the floor in the office when they have a wastebasket right next to them literally right next to them and they won't throw the things in the basket they expect the rest of us to clean up after them keep in mind that the student is doing that in the classroom oh yeah tissues on the floor hair hair everywhere paper my hair my floor last year was growing hair that's how much hair was on the floor and you know it's it's cultural it's part of part of their culture because as we've both seen, you know, you may see adults going out and eating and drinking at night and they're throwing everything on the floor too, especially in northern China. Right. So it's part of it's part of what they think is okay in their culture. That you throw it on the floor and somebody is going somebody it's somebody else's job to come clean it up. It's not your job to make sure that you are presenting a a human to the world that knows how to clean up after themselves or care for themselves you in know. any way and they have some of the craziest unscientific ridiculous beliefs about their body and how their body works that they couldn't possibly care for another human being properly but is it really about proper or is it about effective? They can't do it effectively either. Well, they can. The second most populous country in the world is caring for children in some way and they're growing up. They're growing up. I don't know how they make it though, to but be they, fair. They, it's irrelevant they if you know how they make it. They are damage. doing it. They're not they're not they're not they don't have some ridiculously high, you know, infant mortality rate that's knocking down their population even if they did we wouldn't know about it well, i'm just saying there's still this what second most yeah. essentially second it's most india and then china nation in the world i think they're real close right now and india is going to overtake them at some point yeah i don't know where they are but i know that a few years ago they were talking about how india was going to overtake them so i mean okay i don't i i 
my problem is at the, the school level. Once these kids get into schools and they've got, uh, and which I, I don't get, they've got te- essentially early 20s somethings being dorm teachers to very young people and they don't have the knowledge base to deal with children they follow they're following some other person as to how to do the job but they don't really know anything about like actually caring for children so then they do things that make no real good productive sense for a student at school and then everybody wonders why their outcomes are so like all over the place it, they, they like the things make no sense and then they have head teachers that are in the same boat they are have Ill-equipped. little yeah they don't have the information and they don't know what they're doing all that much especially when it comes to uh, teenagers uh, preteens and all of the things that they're going through physically and emotionally sexually socially yeah, all of the, the areas that are, are going to be affecting that age group. And you've got then a 20-something standing there as their head teacher. It's, you, you, you don't know what you're or doing. A 20-something with absolutely you know? no experience whatsoever. Yeah. Except no experience, for high school. But no experience in the school. Mm-hmm. And they only right. have experience being managed at university. Because mm-hmm. they went to a Chinese university. So right. it's like they, they, don't, they haven't grown up yet. And they are living at the school too. Right. So like that means the they're eating and they're doing all of their things at the same time all the students are. They're never really not students. Right. And I guess that's that's the part that's, I guess, to me, that's the part that's the, the most detrimental. Because then when teachers like me come to the classroom and go, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Right. Then they don't understand. It's like, yeah, I've got two kids and, you know, I'm not 20-something. You know, I granted all the stuff you guys are talking about, I wouldn't have done when I was 20 something. But, right. you know, that's they and once you start breaking it down and making them see and making them understand, then they're like they start asking questions like, well, why? Why is it that nobody ever told us these things? And it's like then you have to ask your parents because you, you were managed about, by people who yeah. didn't know. Yeah. You were you were raised by people who did, weren't there. Or didn't know. They just passed you off to someone else. Yep. I don't know. I, I mean, to me, it just... The, this whole idea... Uh, when to get married... I mean, that's definitely... In the culture, you need to be married by a certain time. You need to have children by a certain time. I mean, that's that's the thing that's happening about every... Every... Uh, spring festival these women are bringing guys back to their parents yep. from all over the world just so that they can say they have a boyfriend oh yeah they're hiring know. men to right. be their to be their boyfriends exactly <clears throat> so i mean you're the pressure that the parents are putting on these 20 somethings and maybe even as late as 30 somethings well if you're past i think 26 then the parents really start putting the pressure on you because you're about to be an old maid. Yeah, but I don't you know, really. I, right? 
honestly, if they were smart, they would look. I mean, yes, the one-child policy is relaxed to a certain point, but that doesn't really mean anything anymore because now most people are only choosing to have one child. Um, the amount of women... And there's not enough men even in the country. No, there's not enough women. There's not enough women for all the men that are in the country. So the men are getting wives from outside of the country. Which is illegal now. Like, uh, Chinese women are not allowed to marry foreign men inside of China as of January this year. And then when you look at their educational system, anybody with money is basically just runs from it. Right. You know, while the West is sitting around trying to make the the Western, especially in America, educational system more and more like China, not realizing that the people in China are trying to get away from their own public system because it isn't all that good and it will leave your child way behind. Oh, absolutely. You know, it kills me when I hear uh People in the West say, oh, we need to have our, our education more like China. Bitches, please come and sit in this classroom for one month and then tell me. Tell me then that you want our children in the U.S., in Canada, in England to be treated and taught this nonsense. No, it's it's not a it's not a good system. There's no I way. I say that almost every day. It's a bad, bad system. And numbers are lies. Well, that's the other thing is, the numbers, I mean, you can't, you can't sit there and say, oh, they're sending thousands of students abroad. Yeah, but they got a, a, a population of over a billion people. Right. To send a couple thousand really isn't that much. You know, what, where, where does everybody else go? Where does what does everybody else do? I mean, right. you think about it. If you're only sending a couple thousand every year, or you know, they're the cream of the crop. Okay, that's great. Everybody's got their cream of the crop. But what about the regular people? Where do they go? The ones that don't do all that well in junior high school, and they can't even go to a high school. Right. And then they can't. Once they can't go to high school, they can't go to university. Where do those people go? Where do they end up? And I they guess, end up at private schools. They end up working at McDonald's and KFC and maybe sweeping the streets. Because you've got to have drivers. a certain level of English to work in those those jo- a lot of those not, jobs. Not always. I well, mean, uh, we've be, been, uh, to be seen by us, you do. We've been in many many places that the people that KFC, Starbucks, you know, whatever. They didn't have anybody there who spoke any kind of English. Well, what I'm saying is. Just that's a good probably, thing I have that's probably not the bad job, though. Right. Although, to be fair, even if they did have English, they probably wouldn't use it. Because look at my experience at the phone place. They, they all said they didn't speak any English. As soon as I started to speak a tiny bit of Mandarin that I had, then the girls start speaking in English to me. And her English is way better than my Mandarin will ever be. And by the end of the time there, she was ready to have a full conversation in English. I can't have a full conversation in, in Chinese. I just can't. I can do basics. But they, they are street sweepers. They are bathroom cleaners. They are... I don't even know if you can drive a bus without a degree in China. I have no idea. That's the other problem is that, you know... Especially, if, and and you know, maybe you don't know this yet, 
but they're trying to get rid of the international schools in China. Any, they're actually getting rid of the term international school. Well, they in should the get rid names, of it. In the names. They don't want international schools at all. Well, there's, That's coming from Beijing. There are some that wait, places that have actual international schools. Beijing, Shanghai. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. They're trying to get rid of the, the, the name. name. Well, international I think the, school. I think the name should be removed. No, it shouldn't because then how do you know what school is going to say be teaching things in English? Well, they would have an English program, but nobody teaches. Everybody has an English program. That does. That's not a way of discerning who does what. Aaron, international school indicates that there are more than just one country's chi- children there. Okay, that's what we think of it, but that's not how China has used it. China has always used the idea of international school as being taught in English and having many more than one class in English. That has been the, their model all this time. If they go and they get rid of the idea, just the words, your school can now, and I'm talking about private school, yeah, cannot be called international school, then you wouldn't know who does what. You wouldn't know by looking at the school that they have, say, multiple English speakers and they... They teach at that school or they, you know, do a, you know, a two, two and two. two or something like that. So, yeah. A two and two the, is the students study for two years here in China and then they study for two years in high school in the U.S. If they're good enough. If they're, if they are good enough. Because high school is the hardest thing to get into. It really, really is hard. No, no. It's the hardest thing to get into. To get into high school, it's harder to get into high school than it is to get into a English preparatory program in the States or to get into community college with two years of high school here. Well, that's because they have two years of quote-unquote high school here, but basically they're being taught 7th and 8th grade information because they aren't capable of learning grade level information. Okay, that's nice, but they're still going into community colleges in the States. I understand. But that's another reason why I say they shouldn't have international in their title. Okay, but they should have study abroad program. You're just whatever. you're looking at this from a different perspective. If their school does not call themselves international, then they're saying that their focus is something else. Mm-hmm. I guess. You see, and I that's where the problem has always that's where the problem is at the school I'm at now. Is they don't want to call themselves internet. They don't want to have anything to do with being international. Everything that they do is getting students ready for Gaokao. Except for everything. They have six different language programs. But it doesn't matter. That's not what their focus is. Their focus has their those grades don't even have a meaning in the school. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I shouldn't say six different language programs. They teach in six different languages there. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Maybe. Don't they have the German, French, Korean, Japanese, English, Spanish? I have no idea. I really don't know. They have people, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if they teach actual classes and who they teach them to. Because I can tell you what, in high school they have zero. They only have English. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, 
but it's it's getting now to a point where to outwardly say to the world we are focused on getting your child prepared for education outside of china that is the bad thing to say well it's okay for me because they don't prepare them anyway i know but if your school is saying that that's what you do now you have something to live up to if you stop saying that that's what you do then you have nothing to live up to they don't live up to it anyway it doesn't matter i mean if you if i keep saying i've got the best pancakes on earth you do by the way if i kept saying that over and over and over i'm always going to be working toward having the best pancakes on earth once i stop saying i have the best pancakes on earth i don't need to change i don't need to grow i don't need to do anything True. I could just let it all be, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm, that's my problem. Because they're they're walking away from a title, but then that means they're mentally they're also going to be walking away from trying to do anything in English, which means then because I mean they're already cracking down on people that aren't from quote unquote English speaking nations. So that. That group, whole group of people that are working here, they're all going to be gone soon. Right. So, I mean, who is that going to leave? Europeans, Americans. That's about it. Australians. Australians. Depending. Australia, England, Canada, and the USA. That's pretty much where they go. That's it. I was actually shocked to learn that uh, there are many places in South America that Chinese people aren't even allowed to go. Like, they can't get a visa. I had no idea that that was even... Because a, uh, a friend of mine was trying to get a job at the school that's been courting us in Honduras. And she was telling me that she needed a Chinese teacher as well. And did I know anyone who was in the States or outside of China who was looking for a job because they can't get a a visa in China, but they can get a visa in the U.S. to then go to Honduras. And I had no clue whatsoever because I had a friend here in China who was interested in going. Okay. I don't know. I guess, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, um, so Take is that, is that it? That's all you got on your, on your list? Well, yeah, I guess. Man, I have lots and lots and lots of other things, but it's your turn now. Okay, my 10 and my 11. 10 says, yes, I can use chopsticks. Many people outside of China can. (laughs) I do believe we talked about before. Yeah. Then my 11 says, if I say I can't speak Chinese, speaking in Chinese more will not make me understand you. So, I just two, keep it moving. Those two kind of go together mm-hmm. because Chinese people tend to not think that 
you know, Westerners or anybody else outside of China knows anything about them. It's very interesting because I was just teaching about Marco Polo uh, this week, and it's really funny. It's like, guys, the West has known about you for a long time. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it, this idea that they, I mean, yes, China was closed off to the West for, you know, for years. And a lot of people did not have a good concept of China. I mean, I would say that a lot don't. of people, right, they still don't. That's one of the reasons why we are doing this list podcast, because people really don't have a good idea about China. Right. But that doesn't mean they don't know about China. Right. And these kids think <laughs> they that know they don't know, workings, right, but... that they don't know anything about China. And Chinese people are always trying to tell you how you don't understand them. And it's like, no, that's really not it. We just don't agree with you. We right. don't think you're right. We know. But we understand. We you. know better. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say I know better. I just know that what you're doing is not necessarily. It won't necessarily work out the way you want it to work out. And it's outside of your culture. Um. But the idea of oh, Western people can use chopsticks and and watching them while you know watching us while we eat. To sit there and, and 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 stare at us and point at us just because we're sitting there using chopsticks, it's like, come on now. I mean, that's like us going crazy about the fact that you know what a fork is. They now, know how to use here's it. the other side of that is <laughs> most Chinese people don't know how to use a they fork. They don't know how to use a fork. And they don't know how to use a knife. And, and if they have a spoon, they kind of know what to do with that. But they use more like a shovel than... Right. And But a, a fork... Usually, they don't know how to deal with, say, Western food and the fork. Right. Like so, we'll if they go. had a thing of noodles, they wouldn't know what to do with a fork. No, no, if they no. had a piece of meat, a chicken breast, or a steak, they stab it, pick it up in the air, and then bite it around the fork. Yeah. I and mean, they do so, the same with pizza. They were, exactly. stab it. And chicken wings, they stab it. So, I mean, we should be surprised that they even know what these things are, but a lot of times they don't know how to use them. Yeah, know? I remember going to Pizza Hut the first time when we were in Benshi. In fact, a picture of that just came up today, a video. And um, watching the people stab their steaks and pick it up and eat it like a lollipop. And I'm just like, what in the world are they doing? Yep. So every time the children and I would go, we would... I would make I would make a show of it basically. Put my napkin on my lap like you're supposed to. Use your silverware properly. When the pizza came, you eat it with your hands. And they would watch us. That it didn't, it didn't bother me that they were watching us. Yes, but then you're in education mode. I'm in education mode. But the, I this whole chopstick thing, remember our first week at our week in Phuket and we went and had dinner and I ate my dessert with chopsticks my ice cream and my thing whatever thing that was and the girls stood around and watched the entire time I ate yeah, I don't I, I guess I, I it's probably because we come from the states that when we see people we don't see people as being so different that they don't know where they are and what the cultural norms are but then here in China Almost everything you do, if if you say hello to a person in Chinese, 
they're going to be surprised that you know how to right. say that. When I say good morning, so you know, hello. you know, they just it, and it's that surprise. You know, after of course they were surprised that you were there, and after they are surprised that you're brown, and after you know they're surprised that you're you know big and fat. Okay, then they're surprised that you can even say anything. I mean, it's like. But there are educated people all over the world. Why is it that you don't know any of them or you've never encountered anybody who knows anything about you? Right. Why, I mean, that should not be surprising, but okay. So that's the, the chopstick thing. That's the speaking in Chinese thing. But those those two, I think we've covered before. We're going to say the same things over and over and over. That, 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 that's the small potatoes. Here's your meat. Are you ready for your meat? I'm ready. Even though I'm vegan. Here's your meat. <laughs> your tofu. Number 12. Deodorant is important. Oh my God, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Number 13. Showering every day is also a must. With soap. Must. So. Those are my two. How about we add to yours, my 12 and 13. Toothpaste is something you use twice a day at least. And mouthwash should be used as well. Yeah, mouthwash. Kill that chronic halitosis. Oh, man. That, that, that shit. I don't. I don't. I have never encountered so many people with such bad breath on a daily basis. I have never, never encountered it like I have in China. And the worst is when you get trapped in the car with them. Or the elevator. The elevator is a short ride. The car Oh, uh, no. The elevator the is a short is, ride in a short building. The car is never shorter than the elevator. Well, it could be, but... Try being trapped in a, an elevator filled with, to the brim, literally packed in with women who haven't showered in over a week. Yeah. Disgusting. Now, some of that is... is that that problem in the north uh, and the belief that you're going to get sick by taking showers every day, you know, and in that superstition. But here in the south, though, they they make the students shower every day, though. Yeah, but in the north, they would say they make the students shower every day. But then the reality is they students, don't. the students don't take showers every day because, one... They can't get wet because the school's cold and they think they're going to catch a cold by being wet. And it's over 100 degrees here. That should not be the problem here. I didn't say that was a problem here. I said in the north. Oh, in the north. And then the other side of that is there's not enough showers to go around and not enough time because there's too many students. Right. And there's not enough hot water because they do solar power, hot water in a place that snows. Right. So, I mean, when you think about it all together... If you have a choice, you might just say, forget the shower, because you really going to go in there and wait in line to get into a shower like prison and then have cold water? Nope. So, I, I get where the students are coming from when it comes to that. The in problem the is, then they're taking one shower a week. Maybe. I mean, we had one-on-one students who would come in on Sunday or Saturday late afternoon and say, oh, I haven't had time to take a shower in two or three weeks. Yeah, so today I'm going to go to the bathhouse and take a shower. Exactly. But they, do they have bathhouses here in the south? I, I I've no never idea. seen one. I have no idea. If they do, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe they don't have them here in 
Shui. Shui. But maybe if you get into the cities, because mm-hmm. remember, a lot of people weren't taking taxis to the bathhouse. I mean, they were no, they were walking. walking. So with their bucket and their exactly. little mini towel around their neck. Right. And maybe they're maybe they're going because you know, unfortunately, you'd have people that that go in with whatever they're wearing and yeah. come out with the same clothes. Gross. So they've nasty. gone in, yep. taking a shower or whatever, but then they come out and that building that they're going in and out of, unless you can read Chinese, it might be a bathhouse, but Maybe, you, yeah. you wouldn't know it. Right. You know, necessarily. Because in the North, they would all carry their buckets with them. And they'd also be in... Pajamas. Yeah, they would be in something well, that not necessarily, because, you know... My friends would say, it's Monday, I'm going to take a shower, grab their little bucket, put on their clean clothes, and walk out the door, and then go take their shower and put on the same clothes that are now not clean, because you just put them on your stankin' ass, and then let's go shopping. Yeah. Let's go KTV. Let's go to dinner. Yeah. But deodorant, especially for you, like... Me working with little people, it's not as bad because little people don't really start to stink until they're about eight, nine, ten years old. I am so not talking about students. I know you're talking. I'm talking about adults. I'm talking about all the people you deal with because I have been on those buses coming back from your school and just wanted to vomit. It's the adults. It's so bad. But you know. Because you know what? Sometimes it's so bad at. 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Right. So. You know their asses didn't even wash up. Or they put. I've I've talked to people that said that they take their showers at night. But the problem with that is. They put on the same stink ass clothes as the day before. There may not be any deodorant in this mix. Oh, yeah. But still, like, (laughs) I've watched. I've watched the neighbors go out on the balcony, strip off all their clothes, flip it over the railing, go back in, and the next morning come out and put the same clothes back on. I, I get that. But still, deodorant is not part of the regimen. Oh, you, we know that. We have to order our deodorant on Taobao or have it sent from the States. So, I to me, that's the, the you know. Now, granted, it, it is hot here. And it's very hot here. Trying to, like, going out in the morning, you might sweat out all your clothes just staying there at the bus stop. Right. You know? So I get, I get that, but there's still no deodorant really being used. And and the, this idea that Chinese people don't smell bad. Oh, they're so wrong. Yeah, I don't I don't know why they think that, but I think that they have a different idea of what smell bad is. Because I've heard so many times that, you know, Chinese people don't have a smell and that's straight bullshit. It is bull. Because yeah, they do. And it's, it's not pleasant. Funk. It's really not. I mean, forget the the bad breath when you get because the bad breath could be it could be food it could be it could be lots of things that it's you did mostly their the diet morning. but when you are funky walking by me on at in the morning dry, taking your child to school or going to work and you walk by me and I smell you and it's not pleasant yeah that's a different problem so that's yep. my that's my deodorant. Please wash. Please. Well, I'm going to say that's not exclusive to China. It's definitely something like 
Malaysia had that issue when we were there. Had what issue? Stinky people. Okay. Stinky the no, or deodorant. no deodorant. They they didn't use deodorant. Because a lot of people and um, and a lot of I've seen the kids do it. They'll use antiperspirant. That's not the same. But they don't use deodorant. Right. They're not killing any bad smells. They're just... Trying to prevent the sweat. They're just trying not to sweat. But then the problem with that is, is the funk that they have on their body, it's still being, it's still just emanating. It's still there. Yeah. Well, we were in Kuala Lumpur one time. The children and I were in the airport. We needed to go get a taxi ticket because you have to pay for your taxi ahead of time or go get a ticket. So we're waiting and these three Indian men were in front of us and they smelled so bad that we waited for them to get their ticket and leave before we even stepped 50 feet up towards the counter because it was so foul. And that in Kuala Lumpur, that was an issue everywhere we went. It was just, you could tell nobody used deodorant. Now, Thailand, it wasn't like that at all. Thailand, they shower, you know, six, seven times a day. And they deodorant and they clone and they smell good. Because if you have a foul smell, don't even think about going into an interview in Thailand and not smell good. Because you won't get hired on the spot. Doesn't matter if you're sweaty. You can be sweaty. Oh, everybody's sweaty. Because, you know, you get off your motorbike and it looks like you pissed your pants because you sweat so much. But don't smell bad. Which is one of the complaints that Thai people have about the Chinese. They're loud. They're rude. They smell bad. They're dirty. Yeah, the whole, the whole outside of China norms about bodies and cleanliness, hygiene, all of those things that if, if you're going to if you're going to have a population and you're going to be teaching them, it, it would behoove you to go ahead and, and, and make that part of their education because yes. health class is something that they need. Yep. You know, they need they need it like we get it. You get a little bit in elementary school, you get a little bit in in junior high and by the time you get to high school you get the real deal full on yep. this is what you get that's what i'm teaching is, Aaron and keegan and now that's what that's what that's what you need to do and they are not there yet you know i still got kids cringing because someone you know is talking about dissection of a body or something and that could oh, be a frog or whatever we've got kids so. who think their kidneys are in their abdomen yeah we have kids we have an entire culture who thinks that after Mid-Autumn Festival, you can't drink anything cold or eat anything uh, uh, cold. And you can't go swimming. And you can't go swimming. So it's 104 degrees outside. And the pool has the already pool been drained. the pool is drained. 104 degrees outside. And it's because it's after Mid-Autumn Festival, you can't go swimming anymore. Are you kidding me? The temperature hasn't changed. You're still in the tropics. The temperature won't change for quite a while. But... You can't swim at this time because uh, it will make you sick. Is that the idea? I don't. I don't even know. I can't even. I can't wrap my brain around it. I mean, it's 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 like the actual weather conditions have no bearing on your ability to go swimming. Well, that was also told 
by by someone that you're not supposed to drink oolong tea in the winter. Huh? The problem with that is this part of the country doesn't get a winter. Well, I've never heard that, and I buy oolong every single month in the north. Yes, and they drink it. They all drink year, it. All year long. All year long in the north. When you come down here, it was unhealthy to drink oolong tea in the winter. You should only drink it in the summer. Um, maybe because oolong is a detoxifying tea? And really, why does that matter? I mean, honestly. I don't know. People... You know, unless you're unless you're drinking a specific tea for a specific medicinal purpose, you're just drinking tea. Right. You know, I mean, the same tea that they're washing the dishes with before you eat in the restaurant is that's, oolong. It's all oolong. That's not oolong. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's green. Oh, sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's black. It all depends on what they have in the pot. Right. But they're not, they're not, and, and the same thing that they're cleaning the dishes with is the same thing they're serving you to drink. Right. So, yeah, that's so weird. I don't do any of that nonsense. Washing your, washes your dishes. The dishes are already sealed in plastic. Yes, but they can't be clean if they're inside plastic. No, no, not at all. Lord. Oh, China. Sorry I'm getting go. a t-shirt before we leave that says, oh, China. Uh, I need to get the one my kids have that says, that's China. Yeah. I need that shirt. They yeah. said I couldn't have one last year because they didn't have a size big enough for me, even though one of my students was bigger than me. Uh-huh. And he had one. Okay. But the one for me, they, they couldn't get. You have one, but it's too small, right? I don't know. You have a sweatshirt in there that says that's China, oh, and it has yeah, the flag yeah. on the American flag on the back. Maybe I do have that one already. Because they gave it to you after the sports day or whatever it was. Okay. Well, anyway. See, you just so don't wear all, it. That's all like, well, yeah. Well, who's going to wear a sweatshirt here? On <laughs> me. The one I have. All, all of my sweat stuff is all packed away. It's, right, it's, it's in our space bags. And... Two and a half years. Yeah. Two years. Actually, it's, yeah, two years. Yep. I have one sweatshirt out, and it's the one I take when we travel, when we fly. Okay. And it's like I don't, really you know, thin. And... I go to work every day. No way I'm. No. Sweatshirt? No. <laughs> Even when it gets its coldest here, I won't walk around with a sweatshirt on. No, because the coldest it got last year was 48 degrees Fahrenheit, which was pretty cold inside the house. Well, yeah, it was really cold inside these concrete buildings. With no heat whatsoever. The the coldness, like, comes through the walls and And the the floor floor and and everything. In the furniture, like, you you go to touch the furniture and it's like you're sitting on a block of ice. uh, Touch your desk and... Maybe that's why they say, you know, don't drink anything cold because they're living inside of a freezer box. Well, what does drinking anything cold have to do with I don't that? know, but try to find cold beer. Right now you're talking about something totally different. After Mid-Autumn Festival, it's practically impossible. Trying to find cold beer before is still hard. It is. Because they're, they're not, I mean, some store, some shops might have a refrigerated container that's plugged in that right that's plugged in and running to have drinks that are cold once mid-autumn festival hits they will unplug every last one of those bad boys 
Yeah. And then finding a cold drink is is going to be a challenge. It is, yeah. And they get rid of the ice cream. Yep. Now, I don't know that they did that last year here, but in the north, they cover up the ice cream machines with these big, huge, like, quilted tarp type things. Blankets. Yeah. But they're, they're like a plasticky... It's like a plasticky tarp. But they cover it up, and unless you know to move the thing to get the ice cream out, you just think all the ice cream's gone and sometimes it's gone like they send it back or whatever they do to it but it's no longer in them yeah because you're not allowed to eat it right so if you're not allowed to eat it then why would it still be there and if a woman's on her period she's not allowed to eat or drink anything cold either because it may make her infertile yeah because infertility is an issue in china apparently it's actually becoming more of a problem with the 20-somethings now but I'm, I'm convinced that has more to do with their diet and the fact that they're now starting to inject their meat with hormones, whereas they didn't do that before. But there's a, a bigger problem with uh, fertility issues now. They're actually starting to have fertility specialists in China, which I don't know how that works, but... I don't know. I mean, I would prefer to go to the Chinese medicine doctor anyway. They're more knowledgeable than the Chinese Western medicine doctors. Which is kind of scary, but true. do an education one all on their own. find us the people think you could the people hello people you can find us on the YouTube the traveling fars you can find us there the Facebook you can find us at the traveling fars email is just traveling fars at gmail.com we want to hear from you so if there's something that to uh, talk about or whatever. Something if you have mind. questions, suggestions, ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to hit us up there. Uh, or on Facebook. It's fine. And then um, the website. If you haven't been there yet, check out the our blog space at thetravelingfars.blueberry.net. No E's in Blueberry. B-L-U-B-E-R. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Dot net. And then um, you can find us on the Twitter and the Instagram at Traveling Fars. So we're, 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 we're everywhere at the same time. We 
and uh, we'll see if we can find some more stuff. Check out the Whiny Monday because those are coming in fast and furious. And Although you had a not so whiny Monday. You've had a not so whiny Monday a couple of Mondays in a that's row. That's because I am on a, the chill pill version of me now and all relaxed and shit because I can't let this stuff get to me because if it does, I'll be in the news for killing some Chinese person. So we don't, don't want do that because, you know, in China, they have a 98 percent conviction rate. Yeah, because everybody's if, if you're accused, you must be guilty, right? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yep. But our Whiny Monday show is still fun. Whining with wine is always great. I don't drink wine. We're going to have to do something that, you know. No, we're not going to have to do anything. Wine is wine is fine. So, wine maybe, is maybe, not my friend. maybe you need to do something, but you know, I think I'm need to find me some Thunderbird or something. That no. might that might make no. life really no. easy. No. No. Wild it. Irish Rose. Look, we can't even get a yellowtail now. This, that's that's the semi-good wine. I'm talking about like that old rock good. That nasty stuff. I'm sure that if you went over there, I'm sure you could find some no, Chinese rat gut. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that ain't wine, though. Not grape wine. That's yeah, usually got, rice wine. Their grape no, wine. They've got all their that, grape wine is awful. Like I said. No, no, no. It's not rock good. It's just bad. Oh. They've got a ton of uh, Korean soju over there. Yeah, but that's different, too. Yeah. That, that's more if like a liquor. If they had some sake, I'd be all about it. You could drink that Korean stuff. Yeah, it was meh. It was meh. I thought it was pretty good. You and you and Decam enjoyed the hey, hell out of that I, stuff. Hey, I thought it was pretty good. You guys were you were funny. Okay. And then you know, walking around the streets of Hong Kong with the polite Southern gentleman. Anyway. After soju. So. <laughs> all right. So we're out of here. See all you right. Next time. Bye bye. Peace.